You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. The Rangers have finally returned to action and are in for a rude awakening if you take a look at their upcoming schedule. Here to break it all down with me is Blake from the Blue Shirts Weekly Podcast. How's it going, Blake? How's it going, man? Happy to be on. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, the Rangers, uh, they have a tough set of games coming up. A little rude awakening, as I said. Uh, you know, there's like, they're getting right into it right after this, this nice break that they had pretty much two weeks off. And the upcoming schedule of games is as follows. So we just played Florida, the Panthers, right? We lost to them. Now we have to play the Lightning twice. So tomorrow and then on uh, the day after New Year's Day. And then we play the Oilers, the Golden Knights, and then the Ducks. The Ducks have been surprising. We didn't even know this. Like, we didn't even know they were, like, at the top of their division. They are 17-9-7 as of right now on uh Thursday, December 30th, they are 17-9-7. One point at a first place behind the Golden Knights in the Pacific Division. So, Rangers have the work cut out for them. And they played a solid 40 minutes last night before they dropped the ball. Did you watch the game last night? I wasn't able to, but I was watching the highlights, keeping up to date, obviously, with everyone on Twitter. And I heard that they start off pretty well, as you just said, and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of came crashing down. Apparently... Once, like I said, watching the highlights, apparently Igor gave up a pretty soft goal, the third goal. Yeah, yeah. But also I heard Ryan Strom missed some chances. And, yeah, I don't know. I yep. mean, it's just disappointing seeing, you know, we have a lead. How many, how many games this season have we had a lead that we just couldn't hold on to? I feel like the Rangers give me – or I feel like the type of team when once they get a lead, they take their foot off the gas. And I've noticed that a lot this year, especially against Edmonton earlier in the year and other examples. I mean – I don't know. It's it's just Florida, Florida again against uh, uh at the Garden. They took yeah. their foot off the gas, but yeah. even though they won the game, they're lucky they... to hold on though. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Strom had a breakaway and uh, a pretty glorious opportunity in front of the net, and he hit the post on that one. And then the breakaway, Bobrovsky just, I mean, made a seemingly easy save. It didn't even seem like a. I don't even know if it was like a good shot by Strom or if it was just a great save I can't even tell but Strom had his chances we had our chances in the third period to extend the lead um, and we just couldn't get it done Florida had a great third period Um, but yeah I agree with what you're saying about you know the Rangers like to take their foot off the gas when they have the lead they definitely play a lot better when they are behind or tied Um, I feel I, I myself as a fan get a little too relaxed when we have the lead, even if it's just a one goal lead. Uh, Maybe that's because I know we have Shesterkin back there, but even he's not like bulletproof because he let in a really soft goal. And that was the difference maker in the game that completely ruined it for us. I mean, Duclair got it, got the insurance marker and that proved to be the game winner. But I mean, you got to stop that, that one Verhage shot. Uh, I wish I started him in my fantasy team. Apparently, I had him on IR still. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, the Rangers certainly had their chances, but they couldn't get it done. Got a goal at the end. Uh, I believe Kreider got the goal, or they might have credited it to Kako. I, I can't – I don't I don't remember, but, I mean, it's like too little too late with, the, with these guys. Yeah. You know? 
I'm pretty sure they gave it to Kreider, like when I was just like looking at the score sheet and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just like even with that, like taking the fall off the gas and all that, it's just like against like I saw the stats and against non-playoff teams, they're three, eight, and two. Like obviously we weren't expecting this team to win the Stanley Cup this year, but I mean, like, if you want to be a playoff team, you want to compete in the playoffs mm-hmm. and like not get embarrassed, you gotta be able to compete with these teams that are on your level, I guess. Like you know, and against the lottery teams are 16-0 and 2. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. I don't I don't know. I mean, I would like to see them start beating actual good teams. I mean, they got some tough competition coming up, two games against Tampa, a game against Vegas and Edmonton. You know, these it'll be nice to see them win three out of those four and really get the confidence back in most of the Ranger fans to show us that they can beat and compete with these high-level teams. So, but yeah, you know, taking the foot off the gas. They, I wish they would start playing by like they're down by two goals every game. They should start having that mindset. Oh yeah, we're up two one now. We're we're losing four two now. We're, we gotta we gotta come back. Like, Don't stop. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think this is gonna be tough for them too because they had such a long layoff. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting right back into it against literally the toughest competition. Like you have you're playing the defending defending Stanley Cup champions twice in a row, and then you're you're playing you're playing Vegas, right? Vegas is whooped, like didn't whoop us the last game, but or the last time we played them, but they won at the garden. Um, and they're, they've been a great team since they've like first were introduced into the league. And then Edmonton, you have McDavid and dry So really there's no like room for them to, you know, relax or whatever. Yeah. So they pretty much have to go full throttle like they they should they should be completely refreshed and there should be no excuses. It's just I think the mindset, like how how they play, maybe it has something to do with the line combinations. I just don't think they they're generating enough chances outside of like Panarin and Kreider. I think the way we were playing in that the middle of that winning streak, Steve Valcare referred to us as like not just you know a club we were a team a hockey team right like everyone was contributing co- contributing from the first line to the fourth line the defense was doing outstanding and then the goalies were doing great um we need that right now recently uh once we started going on that losing streak against like the abs twice and predators and then vegas um it seemed to like kind of slow down a little bit they need to pick that up again. We need to be consistent. That's the big thing that I've been looking for this year. And if we make the playoffs this year, it's a great season. I'm not looking to go to the second, third Stanley Cup Stanley Cup final. I'm not looking for that. I just want to make the playoffs because I know if this team wants to take the next step forward, they have to make the playoffs. And they're certainly a better team than they are last year. Oh, for sure, 100%. And, you know, and we were talking about before, I mean, Again, I just maybe remind it just reminded me game against Vegas we had a lead and we blew it, but mm-hmm. it it, it is nice it is nice to see guys like Sabanajad who have been quiet this season past few games he has scored so hopefully that starts to get him going a little bit you know it was a beautiful pass by Panarin which obviously you know Panarin makes everyone around him look better um, of course yes that Panarin goal last night was disgusting it, I wish I saw it live but I looked at the replay and. God, because I'm in a group chat with my friends and they're all like going crazy. But I'm like, what happened? Like Panarin just scored like a yuck goal. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, he, he he torched Ekblad on that one. 
So that was sick. But yeah, like you said, like the end of the year, not really the end of the year, you know, more like November-ish, all four lines were rolling. We were getting contributions up and down the lineup. And for some reason, it's kind of just been still as as of late. So hoping, you know, maybe Gallant's got to change up the lines or do something. But yeah, I would like to see more production from our bottom two for sure. We're definitely struck a little bit by the COVID bug. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Rooney's out, Lindgren's out. And I think this would have been a perfect opportunity for the Rangers to uh, let Zach Jones have a chance. I mean, he had a short cup of coffee at the end of last season, and I thought he played pretty well then. He played great during preseason. Uh, then they sent him down and decided to keep like Hayek up and Tenorti, Nemeth, you know, those guys. I think it would be a good chance for him to get in but unfortunately I don't see it happening because you know I feel like it's going to be the way he'll get into the lineup something like that happened to Blay will have to happen you know what I mean like Gauthier didn't get into the lineup until Blay got hurt and you know Gauthier has been playing great ever since he got back reinserted into the lineup since Blay went down with the ACL tear um you, you really, really don't want that to happen, but I just I don't see Zach Jones coming in anytime soon, unfortunately, even though he's on the taxi squad. I would really, really, really prefer him in the lineup over a guy like Nemeth or Hayek, or even if they decide to put Tenorti in, God forbid. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Zach Jones deserves a chance, but I don't think the Rangers, the coaching staff is going to give it to him, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm in full agreement. I, I don't I don't get why. Like it's pretty clear that you know Zach Jones is better than Nemeth and Hayek. I don't understand why. And this is not just this season, but just mm-hmm. all the years I've been watching the Rangers. And this is with any team, not just the Rangers. It's clear you got better players like in the minors or you know, scratch that are not playing for these older guys who clearly just can't get the job done. Like I've never understood that concept. Like when the Rangers when Bush which was a rookie to hit paint tinner glass in over him i'm like right why why like does this really make you a better hockey team like tortorella sent down zuccarello i don't know how many times and he always did work when he was on the team he always like scored he was doing something but he just was never able to stay in the lineup it wasn't until like 2013 or when av came in that he really solidified his position in the lineup yeah and then zuccarello became my favorite player yeah, same thing with Kreider. When Kreider was like coming out of that playoff year yep. when he was going crazy, scoring 100 goals, and he is technically his first full rookie season under Tortorella, he was getting set up and down the minors every mm-hmm. week, it seemed like. And AV comes in and he solidifies himself as a, you know, still like a, a, a top six guy, pretty much, more like a second line, third line guy at the time. But, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. But yeah. So like, you got to give these guys chances. I don't know why, like for, so for Zach Jones, like why just throw him in there let him, he looked good at the end of last season when he was in there. So he's looked good in Hartford. Why not give him a shot? Why? I do. I will say that I think if Jones gets one game, one game that he's going to stay in the lineup, like at least for the next two games, mm-hmm. like I, I think he's that good. Yeah, I think the the coach he's gonna do if he plays just one game, he's gonna show the coaching staff and the team like why he should be in there. That he he does a lot of good things. I think he could help us out a lot. Uh, not gonna be like the difference maker 
for the entire team. I mean, that's for like guys like Panarin and Fox, but I think it would just change something a little bit. You know what I mean? And I think, I think if we're going on line changes, I think you might need to mix them up too. Kako played a great game last night. He had, I think the second highest game score, which is like, it factors in, you know, like assists, penalties taken, penalties drawn, like expected goals against and stuff like that. Like he, of course, yeah, he played, he played, uh, oh wait, no, he's not on Panarin's line anymore. Never mind. He's on, he's with Mika and Kreider. Um, but Kako played great. I want to see more from Lafreniere. I feel like they don't have the puck enough. They need to have the puck and they need to handle it and, you know, start carrying it into the offensive zone if they want to make something happen instead of just dumping, dumping the puck. David Quinn's not here anymore, so we don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I don't for, – as for the lines, I mean, uh, Lafreniere, I would love to see him in a little bit. I know they're both on the left side, so maybe try to move on to the right. I know Laf doesn't like playing on the right side, so – I don't know, maybe throw Panarin to the right side. Uh, I don't know how you would feel about that, but it's Panarin. I feel like he can play any position. So I would like to see Lafreniere with Panarin a little bit, to, you know, experiment with that. Um, I wouldn't pit Lafreniere with me because they've tried that so many times and really nothing comes yeah. out of that. Yeah. I um, would – if if I had to make a change, I would like to put Kako back with Panarin and – Strom, but they like Hunt on there because he's the guy that like goes and gets the puck from the boards, and um, they don't really. Panarin definitely looks uncomfortable when he has to be the one to uh, dig it out from the corners. Uh, Strom's pretty good at it, but I mean, he kind of looks a little uncomfortable with it too. But like Hunt is definitely more suited for that role. That's why they they always put a guy like Faust in there or Blackwell. Uh, but I think Kako were great on that line. Like they always had the puck. They dominated possession, you know, minimal chances against. They played great defense. Uh, I, I see no negative to putting Kako with, with uh, Panarin and Strom. And then the other thing is you could either put Lafreniere with Mika and Kreider again, but we know it's on and off. It's iffy whether or not that works. And then, or you could just play the third line more play Hito Gauthier and uh, Lafreniere like way more like just keep throwing them out there give them an extra few shifts every period or so um, but yeah I want to see I want to see the younger guys have the puck more they haven't really had the puck so they haven't been producing anything so it's kind of hard to judge whether or not they're like really developing yeah I, I don't know how you feel about Philip Hedl but mm-hmm. I, I don't like Hito as a center for Lafreniere. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I personally am never, I, I'm not really a huge fan of Hito. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Lafreniere just needs to be with a better center. I mean, like I said, like I just said, like he shouldn't be with Mika and I still stand by that. But it doesn't even have to be a better center, just like a better player on his line. Like Gochi and Hito are like decent players. But I would, like I said before, I like to see him like, I would like to see how his game will elevate with a guy like Panarin or, I mean, maybe Mika. I don't know how I feel about that because they've tried it so many times. But like I said, Panarin will be my guy. I just want to – I would love to see them experiment with that. But I don't know. And as for Hedl, I mean, I like I said, I don't know how I feel about him. I mean, I don't love him. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just hasn't really – he's not really noticeable out there to me. I don't know. I mean, He's been here for a while, and it's yeah. like – he hasn't it seems shown like any hasn't, signs of growth. To me. Right. He's struggled to get it going consistently. 
consistency yeah. is the key with him, I'd say. It's the key for a lot of a lot of uh, our younger guys. Uh, it was for Kreider mm-hmm. for a, the longest time. And, I mean, maybe you could still consider that now because this is really the first time where he hasn't had a long goal-scoring drought. Mm-hmm. Like, he's pretty much scored consistently all season long. Um, but, yeah, I think the Rangers are going to have to make a decision with Hedl Come the trade deadline, he is going to be a uh, restricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, maybe it might be time to move on from him. They've given him a lot of time. 2017 was when he was drafted. It's about to be 2022, and I mean, it's it's kind of hard to see like see him as like someone that's a key contributor because he's so like on and off. Like when he's playing well. He's definitely noticeable. Like you want him to have the puck, but there's a lot of times where it's just like he gets frustrated or he's struggling or, and you can't find him on the ice and stuff. And you know, that's a problem. I would like a, maybe a more defensively responsible third line center, maybe like an older guy, like someone that's like 25 to 27 and on a manageable contract if I had to make a move, but I don't know. I don't know what I would do in terms of Hedl, but I see, I hear what you're, what you're saying about, about him. Um, and I guess like the big thing going back to like the game against Florida, um, we had the good start in the first and second periods and then the terrible third period. We came out as flat as a two liter bottle of soda with a cap left off. Like that's how bad it was. I know you missed the game, but it was just like the ice completely tilted towards our end. Florida had all these great chances, and there was nothing we could do about it. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's how it is every range game. The Rangers can't seem to pull off a from the first minute of the first period to the last second of the third period, they just can't pull off a complete 60-minute game. There's always some points in the game where it's like, oh, they had a really great start to the first period and in the second half of the first period, they kind of like, you know, died off. Or like, oh, they had a really crappy first period, great second period, and an okay third. Like, I want them to be a consistent 60-minute team every single game. And I feel like that's something they've been struggling with all year, especially mm-hmm. against these playoff teams. So... Like I said, I, like, as you said, I didn't watch the game, but like that, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's been a problem since David Quinn's first game as a coach. Like that, that, that whole playing a sixty-minute game. I can't tell you how many times in his first year we blew like leads. We were a bad team then, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that's to be expected. But even the year after, when we got Panarin, and uh, we had added better players like Truba we still struggle to like hold leads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Close yeah. out games. That that first season with Panarin and Trubo and all them, like they didn't really start finding their, you know, their feet until like finding their legs until March, February of that year, right before COVID hit like that when they were hot going. That was when to... we were cooking. Yeah. It was they were just hot, but it was just, it was like Panarin, Zabanajad, 
like all those good Kreider, the top six. It wasn't oh, really yeah. like like Kako or or like Heedle doing that's, all the work. That's when Zabenja was on his heater too. Like yeah. he was just scoring every game. Like in that that whole season from when I the, the whole story of that whole season was just Panarin and Zabanajak carrying. That was literally it was just literally them too. Every game mm-hmm. one of them was scoring a role. Now this season, like when we were really hot this year, what I really was like liking was we mentioned it before, all four four lines were rolling. Like that's something that we haven't really gotten over the past few years. And now they're starting to get back to that. Oh, we got to rely on Panarin. We got to rely on Fox. We got to rely on Kreider, Savanajai, like those four guys. We got to rely on our goal to keep us in games now. Like, you, is this team a playoff team? I mean, currently in the standings they are, and I think they should be at the end of the year. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you get into the playoffs, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting to win the cup or anything, but I don't want to get embarrassed either. You can't win a playoff series like that. So I don't, even, I don't want to get swept or losing five or something like that. It's, it sucks. All I need is to make the playoffs and have a competitive, at least a competitive first round. That's don't all get I'm embarrassed. For. Yeah. Yep. Don't get embarrassed. Yeah. It'll suck that we, that if we lose, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll feel bad, but I mean, you have to look at the whole season, like, like all together. And compare it to where we've been in years prior. Like, we've struggled. This year, we finally have a fourth line that could do stuff, like that could play offense, that is good good enough defensively. defensively. Um, and, you know, I, I think the grit, the grit thing, it was something that needed to be addressed, and they did it. Maybe a little too much, but I think it's, it's there now. It's noticeable. The on-ice product is a lot better. And to your point about, you know, seeing – where the like the lines all clicked at the same time um in the middle of our winning streak that was like a glimpse into the future that's what that's the goal we want that like all 82 games of the season for like when when our cup window is open our cup window is open now technically but we're not going to be there until Kako and Lafreniere really take the next step forward because we've rebuilt and we acquired those kinds of players and that's why we acquired them. All the Stanley Cup winning teams had a like top five pick on them, like whether it's L.A., Chicago, or um, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh had however many top five picks. They had like Flurry, Malkin, Crosby, Jordan Stahl. Those are good teams, right? So yeah. in Tampa Bay too, there's another example. Tampa Bay's got Stamkos, uh, Victor Hedman. You need those kinds of players. So we're not going to be a cup-winning team until those guys, Kako Lafreniere, get to the point of maturity and they really start to hit their stride. It's coming. It's coming. I have hope. But, I mean, it's definitely – where our patience is – it feels like it's wearing thin, but we should not give up on the process. Just trust the process. That's what we always say. I feel like for this window, it's weird. I feel like there's two halves to it. There's like the Panarin, Zibanejad, Kreider. That's half. how I feel. I, that's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. And then the second half is when like Laugh and Kako and all those guys are ready to take their places. Yes. Like there's two halves to it. So can we win in the Zibanejad, Panarin, Kreider era? Or can we win in the Lafreniere, Kako, whatever era? So Right. And you would have, if in the Panarin era, you would have, as a supporting cast, Kako, Lafreniere, Gauthier, Hedl, all the younger guys as a supporting cast. And then in the 
Kako Lafreniere period, you would hopefully have like an older Kreider, an older Panera, an older Zibanejad be the supporting mm-hmm. cast. When yeah. when uh, Kako and Lafreniere put the team on their back, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would that would be interesting. But I mean, we I would love to see I would love to see that. That would be a really really nice storyline, nice narrative. And I get the impatience with Lafreniere, Lafreniere and Kako. I mean, I get it. I, I've been impatient with them too. At some points, I'm guilty mm-hmm. of it, being like, "Oh my god, like what the hell? Like why aren't they like doing anything?" But you know, at the same time, like they they were both put on a team that was already fairly competitive in a way, especially Lafreniere. So like you know, like when you see like a first and second overall pick go to a team, they go to a team usually, you know, automatically being the guy there, like. You know, there's no Panarin there. There's no Zabanaja there. Like, mm-hmm. they like Jack Hughes. Like, when Jack Hughes yeah. got drafted to the Devils. Yeah. And, you know, like, when McDavid went to Edmonton, yeah, they had Hall, Nugent Hopkins, and all those guys there. But, like... Yeah, but McDavid was already so yeah, damn good. So, like, he was immediately the best player on their team. Yeah. So, like, it's that's what I'm saying. It's, like, unfair to, like, compare, like, guys like McDavid to, like, Lafreniere, like expecting guys like Lafreniere and Kako to come to the league like McDavid did and just dominate. Like it's right. not yeah, that happen. kind of player is is very rare. I mean, we saw it two years in a row with McDavid and Matthews, mm-hmm. but it just that that kind of generational, real, true generational player that immediately makes an impact. It's very, very rare. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard for like an eighteen year old to come into the league and start lighting it up. Yeah. You have to be really, really damn good. I'm not saying Lafreniere isn't good. It's it's just a lot to ask for, and I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect something like that. It's Although just, I do want to see the point totals go up. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's like you know the expectations put on like those two guys. Obviously, like it has a lot to do with this because like you know going into the draft, you kept hearing, "Oh, Kako is going to be this beast. He's so NHL ready. He's the most NHL ready player in this draft." And Lafreniere, like, "Oh yeah, Lafreniere is generational. He's going to take over a franchise." Like. And like people like see them and they're like, he's not generational. Lafreniere hasn't taken over the franchise yet. What's going on? Like Kako hasn't shown any glimpse of being like the most NHL right. Like I think the expectations have kind of like the, these lofty, I would say, expectations kind of like make fans think like, oh my god, these guys suck. They're busts when they're really just taking their own time to develop. So it's a lot of pressure on them. And I like I. When I watch the games, I always hope, yeah, of course, I want to see Fox have the puck. But more than anything, I want to see Kako and Lafreniere do something. I want to see, because I want to see their game-by-game progression. I want to see them grow from where they were in the very beginning to a potential superstar. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. that, that journey for myself because I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. I mean, Fox was, like, just immediately just... Yeah, right yeah. out of the gate, he was just an amazing defenseman, the great defender, just amazing offensively. And every year he's gotten better. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. It's almost as if all the talent that we acquired was put into Adam Fox, like just injected into him. And like every all the other talent is just gone because it's mm-hmm. in Fox. You, you get what I mean? To Fox. <laughs> Like we just we just like all right yeah Adam Fox just let's give him everything we'll give him all the skills that everybody all the other players with talent have here take it here's a Norris Trophy and hopefully a Hart Trophy and another Norris Trophy you know what I mean, I mean that would be great he's if, so if good you, man 
Yeah, Fox is so damn good. Even even with so I know you didn't watch the game, but his defense partner, because Lindgren was out, was Libor Hayek. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, there go. It was all right. It was I'll say better than I expected. I thought it was gonna be way worse. I thought Hayek was not gonna be able to keep up with him at all. Um Hornquist on the Panthers decided to to lay out Fox and Hayek, like who had the puck in his possession, started to go right. He went right after him. He was just really? like, no, no, screw that. He yeah, he went I right after that. him. I, I, I Hayek? yeah, Hayek went right after Hornquist. He he like he like dropped his stick or whatever and and like went I mean, maybe not but like he he like got in his face i heard hornquist was being annoying last night was he was saying. being annoying last night yes exactly he was a pest man like every but, time you play that guy especially when he was on pittsburgh he was annoying oh me. my god he was so damn good with pittsburgh yeah that's, that's why thing. he was annoying me that that's the thing with like the the penguins any player they get like whether it's like kunix kunitz Dupuy, uh Hornquist, James Neal, those guys, like when they were played with Crosby, they just turned into just a, such a damn good player. Yeah, you made Kunis look like a star. Right. And Rust, Rust too. Yeah. Like Rust is a great player. He doesn't even need Crosby anymore. And he's just he's a really good player. Like that, that right there. That's what I want to see. Like, I want Kako to do that eventually. I want Lafreniere to be able to do that eventually. To make yeah. other players better. Instead of just relying on Panarin to make you better, but they're still young, so we'll have yeah. to wait and see how that happens. That's what I loved about having Kako play with Panarin. You're playing our hope for the future, Kako, and you're putting him with like our hope right now, Panarin, like the two best of mm-hmm. like both worlds, our best prospect with our best player, our best forward. Yeah. So I mean. I mean, you could say best player, honestly. Panarin? It's either him or Fox. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Panarin's just so damn good, though. I mean, he was all over the ice last night. He was doing everything. Everything. He had a point on all three goals. Dude, he's nuts. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm, you know, a little disappointed with Lafayette or Kako. I, I, I feel like anyone would admit to that like you know it's kind of been a little bit underwhelming like i said yeah yeah i feel that way too but i'm not really ready to jump on like the bandwagon of calling them uh, a bust or whatever the hell you want to call no them. i'm not gonna do that yet i'm I, i'm gonna let them go as long as it takes yeah as long as they they until they're completely driven into the ground and like they're just they're complete scrubs yeah. i will not give up on them if they're like 26 27 and they still haven't like really done much and they're like a third line player at the best and i'd be like okay like that would be a damn shame yeah but But i don't think that happens personally but at least i hope not (sighs) something's got to happen something's got to got to change in in their heads um i don't know maybe i think i think i don't know i just think that lafreniere needs to have the puck more i'm you know what i'm gonna do in the next game i'm gonna count how many many times times lafreniere touches the puck in the game and and like, see if I could count how many times Panarin touches a puck in the game. Panarin's gonna touch the puck like, like fifty <laughs> times. And Lafreniere, I, if I had to guess, get like, I'd say like 10, 10 to fifteen times, ten yeah. to twenty times. Lafreniere touches the puck. 
And his line mates are Gochi and Hito. I mean, like, it's not like he has a whole lot of like options out there either. Not the no, but like those two guys. They're, but... they're not they're not complete scrubs. Hito and Gochi. I like Gochi. And I've always been a fan of Gochi, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Hito, I'm you know, like I talked about before. I'm a little iffy with him, but yeah, but like if you're going third line against third line, I'd say like the competition well, yeah. is a little is a little looser. So maybe a little bit. I don't know what Tampa's third line is now. It's certainly not their old third line. Uh, they completely lost that. I have no idea what their what their third line is like. I know they still have like Stamkos and Kucherov and Hedman and those guys, uh, but they completely lost their depth. They lost arguably what won them the cup. Yeah, their cups. their third line is Maroon, Balmar, and Perry. Okay, I mean Maroon is good. I don't know how good Bellamore is, but Corey Perry is like, like an iffy kind yeah. of like he's aging right now. Uh, he's a pest too. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah. Fourth line, oof, that's not good. What's the fourth, fourth line? Uh, Riley Nash uh, centering Gabriel Forte and Boris Kachuk. Uh, yeah. So, I only know <laughs> Riley Nash. Yeah, that's me it. too. So that's pretty scrubby. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the top six is still good though, right? They have Palat. Yeah, Palat, Stamkos, Ross, Colton, and second lines Kalorn, Point, and Matthew Joseph. So not bad. Mm. Yeah, Kucherov's not playing. Oh, Kucherov's hurt. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's hurt. But yeah, I mean, the Rangers are gonna have their work cut out for them. As as I said, Uh, I want a, a a. spirited bounce back performance and i want to win yes i want to win against this, Tampa. this should motivate them like you're playing the two-time defending champs wouldn't that make you want to get up out of your bed that morning and be like i want to kick these guys asses right like that's how i, I want to about it if they want to be if they want to be winners in the future it starts yeah. now yeah like you have to want to be the best team to be to become the best yeah if you want to do that, 100%. then you have to do this. You have to beat. You have to beat this team. So, no, do it. I, I, if they beat Tampa one of the, one out of the two times and beat Vegas, you know those are two teams that have been very good the past few years. Mm-hmm. But you know, Vegas should have went to the final last year, in my opinion. Like that, I would be very happy. Just take take going walking away from this, you know, four game stretch with a one against Tampa and Vegas. I think they should beat Edmonton. So three wins out of four. I'd be thrilled with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that would be good too. The Oilers are going to be tough the, with yeah. their offense. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we, we wrap it up? Uh, not really. Just hoping that, you know, let's, let's get a four-game sweep going on here. Let's be Tampa twice, be Edmonton, let's be Vegas. Let's start rolling again. But if we could if we could do that would be fantastic if we could oh do that. no oh my just twitter be throwing a party yeah we we'd be celebrating the cup like <laughs> like it's like we we already won it we'd be tampa once we're celebrating the cup that's how we are yeah exactly exactly yeah but i don't think that'll happen just get just give us solid efforts in all of them give me three out of four or yeah even if they lose like two out of the four, those two losses I'm hoping are like complete, like solid games from them. If you push it to overtime, yeah, one of those games, I'll I'll be fine with that. Me too. Uh, I'll, I'll be fine with that. Yeah, Tampa Bay. I want to see a win, at least one win out of the two. 
Yeah, we um, can't lose that to them back to back. We just can't. Nah, we have to. We have to step it up. We yeah. have to step it up. All right. Well, Blake, thanks for joining me. It was a pleasure. Um, Ice Cold Takes listeners, last episode of 2021. We'll see you in 2022. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.